Well, we're going to take on some crazy talk, some popular myths, including some shocking statements from comedian Owen Benjamin. It's time for The Line of Fire with your host, activist, author, international speaker, and theologian, Dr. Michael Brown. Your voice of moral, cultural, and spiritual revolution. Michael Brown is the director of the Coalition of Conscience and president of Fire School of Ministry. Get into The Line of Fire now by calling 866-34-TRUTH. That's 866-34-TRUTH. Here again is Dr. Michael Brown. Have you ever been frustrated by hearing something that is a blatant falsehood and it's repeated as truth and other people believe it and rally around it and truth doesn't seem to matter because people believe what they believe? We know the truth will triumph in the end. We know that light shines and overcomes darkness, but it can be frustrating during this intermediate time in which there's so much confusion. We'll do our best to set the record straight today. This is Michael Brown. And this is The Line of Fire you're listening to or watching. Here's the number to call, 866-34-TRUTH, 866-348-7884. Initially, when I was thinking about today's show, I was going to talk about some popular Christian myths, some things that are taught in different circles that are widely believed, but that are completely untrue. And hopefully we'll get to some of those as well. And again, we're not talking about opinion here. In other words, this is a microphone I'm speaking into. It's not a spaceship. It's not an elephant. It's it's a microphone, all right? And and as long as we're going to have words that mean certain things and facts that can be verifiable, then certain things are true and other things are not true. Now, you may have a theory that can't be proven or disproven. You might have a theory that the air that we breathe is actually filled with invisible aliens that cannot be measured or found. And, well, you may have your theory, but if there's something we can verify, if there's something we can factually confirm, we do our best to do that, and we love truth. That's why over the years I've adjusted certain things I've believed, changed certain things I believed based on truth, based on more study, based on getting the facts, based on getting more information. And you always do your best, not just to take someone's word, but to dig and study and learn for yourself. So I was planning on addressing some popular Christian myths. And as I said, I I might still get to that today. But we put out a video yesterday interacting with some disturbing statements by comedian Owen Benjamin that are blatantly anti-Semitic. It's the only way to characterize them as anti-Semitic. And no sooner did we post the the video that we started getting a flood of comments, almost as many comments as views. I mean, not 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 totally even, but I'm just saying if we had a thousand views and and 300 comments, or you know, it it was they were the comments were pouring in, and I'm not able to read all the comments that come in on all of our social media sites, but I I did my best to read a bunch of them and talk about anti-Semitism, talk about wild theories talk about bizarre statements they they were there in abundance so we have a profanity blocker if something uses profanity if a post uses profanity it's automatically blocked by youtube and youtube will also automatically hold it if if you post the same comment like a hundred times it'll it'll just hold that then it's up to us to approve or disapprove and normally if you're attacking people 
uh, or we just don't allow that. We we don't want our platform to be one where everyone's calling each other names and degrading each other. Let's let's have our differences publicly, openly, candidly, without demolishing each other with with hate and lies. But we've we've let a lot more be posted here to expose some bizarre ugliness of what's out there. So we're going to deal with some myths about the Jewish people as well. We're going to deal with some lies about the Jewish people. And I would love to interact with Owen Benjamin. I didn't know who he was until just a few weeks ago when I put out a video dismissing some bogus ideas about the Talmud. And I'm not a Talmudic Jew. I'm not a rabbinic Jew. I'm, I'm a Jewish follower of Jesus. All right. T- Talmudic Jews don't, don't like me for that reason. Talmudic Jews are against my faith. They, they may like me as a person, but they strongly oppose my faith and do not like what I do. And some don't like me as a person either. I'm not a Talmudic Jew. It's just if there's falsehood about the Talmud and that falsehood leads to hatred or even violence against Jews over time, I'm going to speak out against it. So in any case, someone said, well, you need to set Owen Benjamin straight, etc." So I didn't know who he was. I said, well, I always got a lot of folks following him on YouTube and then found out a little bit more about him, known as a conservative and a comedian and things like that. And gladly would interact with him, but, but certainly he must have other Jewish friends or other friends with knowledge of these things with whom he can interact. And certainly the people on the conservative side, learned conservatives, the Dennis Prager's and Michael Medved's and Ben Shapiro's and many other learned Jewish conservatives, he'd be able to interact with and separate fact from fiction. But I'm here to help. In the meantime, I'm here to denounce stuff. You say, whoa, whoa. You said on your video that what he says could lead to violence. He denounces violence. Listen, when you say things in a certain way with a certain spirit and you play into standard lies and standard misinformation that has been used to hurt people over the years and you have unstable people listening, you could easily provoke violence, which is why we've got to watch our words. Those of us who have a public platform need to watch our words carefully. All right. So let me give you a little sampling of things. All right. In fact, before, before I do that, you'll often hear quote, well, the Talmud says this, the Talmud says this, and, and you'll hear Owen Benjamin reference the Talmud. Well, I, I brought in from my, uh, my office, my study here. This is this Talmud Bavli. You see how large this is. This is one volume of the Talmud. Okay. And, and if I open it up, I don't know if you can see the. Okay. You're, you're talking about immensely detailed, difficult to, to master the contents of this one volume would take years and years to master the contents of it would take years and years of serious study from someone that was immersed in it from, from the early days. This is one of 20 volumes of the Talmud. Okay. So people don't even know what they're quoting or what they're referencing. And yet it's used to provoke hatred of the Jewish people. So uh, let's listen to some of what Owen Benjamin had to say. I'm addressing this because a lot of people believe these things and because we're watching again a rising tide of anti-Semitism worldwide, which for years now has equaled the, the heights and intensity of anti-Semitism immediately before the Holocaust. Right? Let's listen to clip number one. What have the Jews done? Their promo codes. All the world has given them every ounce of their gold. And now the truth. 
all right. So the idea that the Jews own everything, that the Jews own all the gold. You said he's a comedian. He's having fun. He's being silly. Number one, based on other things he's saying, he seems to believe these things. Number two, he is saying things to an audience that largely or often agrees with what he's saying, as I'll show you with quote after quote and comment after comment. Okay. And, and, and number three, the fact is this is simply untrue that all Jews are rich or Jews control all world finances. As I point out in our video, just check Jewish history. The fiddler on the roof, what's depicted there, the abject poverty. Jews have lived in that over the centuries. And, and as they've been housed in ghettos by Muslim rulers or so-called Christian rulers, they've often suffered financially. And in Israel today, last stats I saw, over 20% of Israelis are under the poverty line. No, I'm, I'm, I'm not primarily talking about Palestinians or Arabs. It's Israelis in general. There, there are a lot of needs. And they're very, very religious Jews. A large percentage of them live under the poverty line because they don't really care about money. They, they live very simply, and they just want to study Torah all day. So, yes, there are Jews of influence. God's made us an influential people. Therefore, we've done a lot of good, and we've done a lot of bad. And, and you know, you've got the Sigmund Freuds that have impacted the world of psychology, and you've got the Albert Einsteins that have uh, uh, impacted the world of science, and you've got the Karl Marxes that, that, that helped bring communism, the horrific scourge of communism to the world. You know, Jews have been very impactful for good or for bad. There's a very high percentage of Jewish Nobel Prize winners, disproportionate in science and math and other fields like that. Israel keeps producing new, new breakthroughs in, in medicine and life-saving, life-changing things and things with agriculture and so on. The Jewish people disproportionately have done good and have done bad. It's just the way we've been fashioned by God and called by God and maybe some of our educational history and things like that. No one's denying that we're influential for good or for bad. All I'm saying is we're like everybody else. We just, for our numbers, are more influential for good or for bad, but we're like everybody else. There are a lot of good Jews and a lot of bad Jews, just like there are a lot of good Gentiles and a lot of bad Gentiles. But we're just getting started. Let's uh, let's go to the second clip, and I'm going to jump in part way through, but let's listen to what Owen Benjamin had to say. People forget that the Jews killed Jesus, and then they burned down their own temple. Modern Judaism started almost 100 years after Christianity, after the death of Christ. That's a fact, because they were defined by the rejection of Christ. So, you know, there's that. There's Hebrews. There was, Jew like, the Jews that didn't accept Christ started a whole new thing. That was what that is. It's an absolutely new religion. It's younger than Christianity. They killed him. In the Talmud, they brag about it. People are like, oh, no. Oh, and if you think that they have to tell the truth, you have to understand that in the Talmud, the Jews say, let me quote it, Jews may use lies to circumvent a Gentile. That's in Baba Kama, 113a. So when people say, yeah, but the Jews said that they're not excited about the killing Christ, there's literally parts of the Talmud where they're like, yeah, he's in a lake of fire. That they, they, They're like, oh, no, he's the product of Pantera who raped Mary a Roman soldier, and they call Mary a whore. That's in the Talmud. Right, I'm, just gonna, like, oh, I'm just going to jump great, in here. Great, great All right, so, so n number number one, we'll, we'll take a look at Bavakama. 
113A. We'll take a look and see what it actually says. How, how about how about we do that? But when you say the Jews killed Jesus, well, the Jews followed Jesus. You see the problem when you just make it this black and white statement, the Jews killed Jesus. Well, the Jews followed Jesus. All of his first disciples were Jews and large crowds followed him. The Jews followed Jesus. You cannot make a general statement like that. Some Jews rejected him and were complicit in his death and other Jews followed him. And that's the way it's been through the centuries. The majority of Jews didn't follow him. A minority did and have. But according to the Bible, God sent his son to die for us. That was God's heart. The son laid his life down willingly for us. And according to scripture, we nailed him to the cross their own sins. You see, you repeat these things and historically, much Jewish blood has been shed because Jews have been called Christ killers. As if all Jews killed him. It's the Line of Fire with your host, Dr. Michael Brown, your voice of moral, cultural, and spiritual revolution. Here again is Dr. Michael Brown. You know, I'm, I'm looking at some YouTube comments. Grant claims there's no Jew that follows Jesus that's a Christian. No, actually, I'm a Jew. I'm a Jew following Jesus, and others are Gentiles following Jesus. Paul identified as from the tribe of Benjamin, said who he was, said he was a Hebrew of the Hebrews. Yeah, that's, don't know where you're getting that from. Christian is a follower of Jesus. It is not initially, you didn't change your religion, you became a follower of Jesus. And there were many tens of thousands of Jews who followed Jesus in the first century and ever since. Strange, strange ideas, very strange ideas. You, you, you might say, okay, and, and if you differ with me, if you want to speak up for Owen Benjamin, you think he's not getting a fair shake, give me a call, 866-34-TRUTH. That's why we have live radio. 866-348-7884. So uh, you might say, well, he's, he's just joking around. You can't take this stuff seriously. Well, then, then why quote something from the Talmud? I watched enough of his presentations. Why quote something from the Talmud if, if you don't think it's true? You don't think it's actually saying that? Then what's your point? What's the joke? And, and there's a prominent Catholic author that he's followed, a Catholic scholar that he's followed, I've, I've read some of the gentleman's work. I'm, I'm not mentioning names yet because we'll do our best to get him on the air to have a, a conversation. But he's definitely influenced Owen Benjamin's thought. And, and I've read his stuff and he says, I'm not anti-Semitic. What I'm saying is true. I've read and said that is anti-Semitic. You may, you may say it's not, but it is anti-Semitic. Uh, tell me if this is something that you joke about. Tell me if this is good comedy. Tell me if you say things like this, if you don't mean them, and if you are not appealing to... Standard anti-Semitic lies. Clip number three. Well, I have another artist that I'm a big fan of. Hitler. He was a great artist. He was also a great writer. Mein Kampf and his, all his paintings. Really what he was trying to do is clean Germany. Clean it of the parasites, of the fleas. He, was not, he did not hate Jews. He hated filth. And he was trying to clean up. <sighs> what a despicable comment. If it's, if it's just a joke, it's despicable. You don't joke about that. And if it's meant seriously, all the more despicable. You say, well, he wasn't advocating violence, or he says, yeah, Hitler kind of went crazy later and did all these it doesn't. It doesn't matter. You don't say these things and present. It, it, it's false. It's misleading. It doesn't understand the larger Nazi ideology. It doesn't understand the Jew hatred in the culture because of, of 
centuries of so-called Christian anti-Semitism. It doesn't understand any of that. It just, oh yeah, Hitler is trying to clean things up. He was an artist. He didn't like dirt. Oh yeah, and to him, Jews were parasites. <clears throat> so here's, here's an explanation on Benjamin Gibbs as to, well, no, you just have to understand this is comedy and people now, it's like, I'm talking about things no one else will talk about or others are afraid to talk about. And when I do, people are like, yeah, yeah. And it kind of gives him a release. So listen to what he has to say. And so the art is crafting it. So you're not mocking the victim. You're not being, uh, you're not being a predator. You're not being a tyrant. You're not like up there to hurt. And, and what you're saying is true for the most, but you know, exaggerated satire, but it's, it, it's at first it sounds wrong because people in polite society aren't allowed to say it. And then when you see the explosion of people being like, yes, it relieves you. It literally lowers cortisol. Laughter is medicine. Ah, so say things about the Jews to get Jew haters laughing. Like, yeah, you're saying it. We're not anti-Semitic because Jews are evil. We're just telling the truth. Friends, this, this is dangerous stuff. It is dangerous stuff. Here, let me just give you a sampling. This is a tiny sampling of hundreds and hundreds of comments that have come in so far on our YouTube channel in response. So, so guys, let's pull these up and I'll just go through them one at a time as soon as you put them on the screen. Uh, I want you to see what some people are commenting, what some people are saying. Uh, ask Dr. Brown, a doctor of what? Owen is generally correct. Rationale here, 95% of what has been handed down to us here in this day and age in regards to the religious world has been transformed and surely is a rewrite. It's about the benevolent spirit of it all, and yet such has been discarded for you. The present text is example. Murder is murder. Thou shalt not kill. What's wrong with this human race of ours? Carry on, troops. So mocking me, you know, doctor of, of what? And, and then, yeah, he's, he's correct. The thing is, every, you know, we've been deceived. Let's go to the next one. Things have been rewritten. We can't trust what we have. So here's the response. Uh, what you are seeing here is brown his hypocrisy. Do not let Brown off the hook by suggesting that the Bible is not accurate with 99% accuracy across 2,700 pieces of manuscript, etc. So it goes through all this. And then at the end, uh, you can see in this video, Brown has no concern about Owen Benjamin. He calls to Jews to reach out to Owen Benjamin for concerns about his emotional and mental health and doesn't even bother to appeal to reach out to evangelize him and bring him to the gospel. Actually, I've got all these people telling me he's a new Christian. He's a baby Christian. So you just have to give him time. Of course, we want to reach out to him for the gospel. I'm saying those who are his friends may want to reach out to him on other levels as well. Well, let's, let's keep going. It, it gets far worse than these few that, that we put up. Let's get to the next one. Again, as soon as I see him on the screen, I'll read. I love OB and he, uh, uh, he need, okay. And he need is wrong about some pretty important details about the gospel. It's just that he has never studied the Bible. All right. All right. Uh, the problem is that Jesus told us that Satan gathers a synagogue of his followers and they proclaim themselves Jews when they are not. And the Bible is really clear about what a real Jew is. Unfortunately, guys like Brown do not care what the Bible says about Satan's flock. And to Brown, all Jews are protected class. This is what Owen Benjamin's feeding into. Brown is a horrible example of what a disciple of Jesus should do. And we see someone like Owen making some pretty big but easily corrected mistakes. I'll make a rebuttal on my channel next day or so. Shame on you, Dr. Brown. So when someone with a decent following is espousing dangerous anti-Semitic lies and we call those out publicly, truthfully, 
and call on people to pray for Owen Benjamin, that's a shameful thing for a disciple of Jesus to do. All right, well, let's, let's keep going. There is, there is much more. It's because the Jews, J-O-O-S, are antichrist. St. Paul said it. Don't blame a few drunken knights for his awakening. So Owen Benjamin is having an awakening. Read the Jewish Revolutionary Spirit by E. Michael Jones. In fact, that's the Catholic scholar is referring to. The Talmud is lies. Quit making excuses, Dr. Brown. Let's go to the next. This is the type of stuff that is coming up in the comments section. Uh, laughing out loud, mega fail, Dr. Brown, your whitewash of Jewish crimes and dominance in politics, Hollywood and finance with things who were at best decades and at worst centuries ago, uh, anti-Semitic, the made up weapon to stop every criticism from the beginning. And the worst thing you do is to cut uh, Owen Benjamin's talks in the way you want it. By the way, that's the way the clips were sent to me, but I've looked at larger ones as well. Uh, he mentions all the time that he doesn't mean all Jews and that he's well aware that there are Jews who are atheists, but no, you want to portray it as a lie and whitewash all the crimes today's Jews do and attack his mental health typo there. Uh, you're a blank for this, a very big hate-supporting blank. Uh, YouTube is full of lying frauds, don't need you. Uh, using the, uh, the made-up word anti-Semitism, blank you, old blank. This, this is the type of stuff that gets stirred up. I get attacked in that. That's fine. That's perfectly fine. That's what comes with being a public figure. But just illustrating to you the type of garbage, the type of emotion, the Jews are, oh, not all Jews, but we'll still say the Jews. We'll still say the Jews. Because when you say the Jews, then anyone becomes a potential target of your hate or worse. Keep going. Uh, you are not Semites. Jews are a problem. Always have been. Fake Jews are parasites. That Jews are parasites, that's, that's Hitler talk. That's Nazi talk. That's like Louis Farrakhan's Jews are termites talk. What do you do with parasites? You exterminate them. These are the people saying, amen, Owen Benjamin, you've had an awakening. You're seeing the truth. And by the way, anti-Semitism is a term. It doesn't mean that it is only hatred of Semites because Arabs are Semites too. It is a term that was coined specifically to refer to Jew hatred. All right, we got a few more. Keep going. Um, you're right, it is dangerous to be on Christ's side. You're right, it is dangerous to say anything against the men who wear little hats. Speaking of Jews, no, there isn't anything beautiful about the Talmud, sir. That's like saying that the Pharisees are beautiful people. Literally, millions of Jewish men and women define their religion as against Jesus. Sir, there is not good and bad. There is either you're for Jesus or you're against him. Owen Benjamin never spews hate. Your interpretation of a, of a comedian is worse than his interpretation of that blasphemous thing called the Talmud. Yeah, this is the type of stuff that's out there. You know how many volumes of Talmud have been burned over the centuries? You say, but does it speak disparagingly of Jesus? In a few places. Yeah, in the midst of 4 million words, which 99.9% have, have nothing to do with Jesus or Christianity or interface with it or even think about it. It's continuing to develop traditions that began before the time of Jesus and continued after. Yeah, I, dis I differ with the traditions. Yes, I believe the rabbis and Jewish community need Jesus. Yes, absolutely. That's why I say again, I'm not a Talmudic Jew and I don't submit to the authority of Talmudic rabbis. But I'm still going to speak truth when it's misrepresented and, and, and distorted. Yeah, there are a few very negative references to Jesus in the Talmud. And they're only not directly, but, but implicitly. Much of this came about as Jews were being persecuted by professing Christians. Much of it came about as, as Jews became 
worse than dogs in the eyes of, of some of these professing Christians. And this was their way of retaliating. It's ugly. It's inexcusable. It's wrong. But, but Jews are upset that Jesus said about certain Jews who didn't believe in him or Jews who didn't believe him, you're of, the fa- you're of your father, the devil. That got Jews upset. It get Jews upset if you say, well, if you don't believe in Jesus, you're going to burn in hell forever. So Jews says, well, Jesus is burning in hell forever. You're, you have to understand these are religious battles and religious wars. And if you're going to get all worked up over one, then you have to get all worked up over all of them. Bottom line is this. You are not being told the truth. You are hearing the same rehashed anti-Semitic lies that have brought about much Jewish suffering through the centuries. You're hearing them again today. And a lot of people are saying, yes and amen. We always knew it. Those Jews were evil. Well, we'll see exactly what the Talmud says when we come back. How about that? Fire with your host, Dr. Michael Brown. Your voice of moral, cultural, and spiritual revolution. Here again is Dr. Michael Brown. And look, just to be fair and honest, when I hear comments about the Jews, the Jews, the Jews, the Jews, the Jews, oh, it doesn't mean every single Jew, when you make those comments, if I say the whites, the blacks, the men, the women, the Americans, the Germans, the Mexicans, the Gentiles, the, the Jews, you, you are speaking in ways that speak of an entire class, all right, an entire people. And when you make broad sweeping statements, r- r- remember, remember, the, the man that ran into the synagogue in Pittsburgh and slaughtered 11 Jewish people in cold blood last year, shouting, all Jews must die. Hey, Jews are parasites. Hitler just wanted to clean things up. This is why we draw attention to this is not paranoia. It is real life. 866-34-TRUTH. So let, let's, does Baba Kama 113A having to do with the various court disputes and damages and things like that, do, does it say that it's okay for a Jew to deceive a Gentile? This is Talmudic law. And here's what it says. So let, let's take a look at it. All right. And you're going to say, I don't understand anything. Uh, across the top, if you if you are uh, able to watch this now, all right, if you're driving in your car, uh, I'll do my best to explain. You have one short line of text in Aramaic, and then beneath it, a paragraph of one, two, three, four, five, six lines. This is an expanded explanation of of what's there in Aramaic. In other words, it's that concise, it's that difficult to understand. And this is by Rabbi uh, Adin Steinschatz, one of the greatest Talmudic authorities in the world today. So the Gemara, the Talmud, infers from this Baraita, which is an early rabbinic tradition. And even according to Rabbi Akiva, the reason that the court does not employ trickery in order to vindicate the Jew is only because there is the consideration of the sanctification of God's name. Consequently, if there is no consideration of the sanctification of God's name, the court does approach the case circuitously. Apparently, it is permitted to deceive a Gentile. So is it saying now, okay, you're dealing in the case of a dishonest tax collector. That was the case. Not all Gentiles, a dishonest tax collector. That, and he can take whatever he wants, right? So he's going to push you for bribes or whatever, okay? 
Is it okay to deceive him? And there's a debate about it. And, and the answer is, well, no, for the sanctification of God's name. In other words, it doesn't matter what people think. It doesn't matter if the guy's dishonest. You have to be honest because as a Jew, you have to sanctify God. So it's saying, well, does it mean it's okay if not for that mandate to sanctify God's name? All right, so this is the discussion. Let's, let's take another look as it, as it continues on. So the Gemara, the Talmud, challenges the idea that it, it is okay to deceive a Gentile. But is robbery from a Gentile permitted? It's not going to raise the question. So even aside from the sanctity of God's name, that you have to be honest to sanctify God's name, so you can't deceive a Gentile. Well, if not for that, could you be dishonest? Is robbery from a Gentile permitted? Isn't it taught in a Baraitis on an early rabbinic tradition? Rabbi Shimon said that Rabbi Akiva taught this matter when he came from Zephyrin. From where is it derived that it is prohibited to rob a Gentile? It is from the fact that the verse states with regard to a Jew who has been sold as a slave to the Gentile after he is sold, he may be redeemed. And then it goes on from there. that. That's the end of Baba Kama 113a. That's the only relevant part, the end of it. You say, I still don't understand what it was said. Fine. It's, it's complex. It's, you have to learn the whole passage. You have to learn the background to it. These are, these are very complex legal texts and, and written in, in very concise language. All right. That's why it's so often misquoted, misunderstood. Thankfully, and this is just going to get swallowed up among others, uh, Lloyd over on YouTube, and we don't have this graphic to pull up. I'll just read it. Uh, he explained what's actually going on here. He said, Ravashi said the Mishnah, so early rabbinic traditions, authoritative tradition, issues its ruling with regard to a Gentile's customs collector whom one may deceive. Rabbi Akiva di disagrees and says one does not approach the case circuitously in order to vindicate the Jew due to the sanctification of God's name, as God's name will be desecrated if the Jewish judge employs dishonest means. All right, and then he gives a specific reference. Uh, it refers to a dishonest tax collector. It concludes that Gentiles may not be deceived in a court of law, as this is the context. And then Lloyd has a further quote, further explaining this in detail. Have you ever been overseas? And have you ever gone, say, to a country to do ministry? Let's, let's say in years past, you were going into China and we're going to smuggle bubble, Bible, bubbles. <laughs> Why are you smuggling bubbles? Uh, smuggle Bibles into China, all right? You were going to smuggle Bibles into China, but you were told, okay, when you go there, just say, uh, you know, I'm here on tourism or I'm here on business. In other words, you were told to lie to the customs agent so you could smuggle Bibles in. Or if, if you were going to, to bring humanitarian help, you were bring, bringing medicine in, into an area that, that was, was hit with disease and problems and, and the government authorities were trying to keep you out and you were instructed, okay, you're going to lie. You're going to say you're here for business. But actually, this is a way of smuggling in medicine to save lives. Okay, so you could debate, is that ethical or not in those situations? What if you've got somebody that is corrupt and dishonest and they're in a court case? Uh, is it is it? Is it fine to to work on their standards? They're corrupt, so you're you're going to use their corruption against them, and you're going to kind of do things behind the you know uh, uh, find another way around it. Is that okay? Can you be deceptive if it's a dishonest person? And the ultimate conclusion is no. It's not right to deceive a dishonest Gentile because of the sanctification of God's name and because of other texts calling Jews to be ethical. Well, I know some Jews that, yeah, you've got Jews that are deceptive and you've got Gentiles that are deceptive. Join the human race. But I, I just take the time 
to, to show you what's really going on. And, and you'll see it with quote after quote after quote, friends. I'm, I'm telling you, you take the time to actually learn it. Or you ask, a, you ask a, a rabbi, could you explain what's actually going on here? And again, to, I, I'm not a Talmudic scholar. Oh, oh, listen, I know the Talmud a million times better than the people posting their critical comments, okay? But to be a Talmudic scholar is to be studying this from your earliest days until your dying days because there's so much material to, to master and understand. In fact, in fact, I'm just going to hold up the Talmudic volume one more time, all right? And I'm going to open it up and just, those that are looking, you can see the amount of text on, on the page. And it can take a long time to really understand the dynamics of a page and what's going on. It's called a, a doth. <clears throat> That's the name for the page. There, there are people who've been studying this from their earliest days. You can take a pen and stick it through here, all right? And they can tell you in a given volume what word is under the pen on every page. In other words, they've, they've memorized the whole thing cold. The, the point I'm making is simple. It is really easy to quote it out of context. Not only so, not only so, but there are lots and lots and lots of statements that are made that are thrown out in the discussion. Some of them are bogus and some of them are wrong. No, I differ. No, this, and then back and forth. Again, I'm not a Talmudic Jew. I, I, I'm not a rabbinic Jew. I'm not a spokesman for the rabbinic community. And, and I've had rabbinic Jews tell me, we don't need you to defend us, buddy. You're an apostate. You're, you're deceived. You're a believer in Jesus. Yeah, and, and the, the Jesus that many of these traditional Jews know is the Jesus of the Crusades and the Inquisitions and the Holocaust. That's the Jesus that many of them know. That's why they'll spit on the floor when they hear his name. They have no clue who he really is. And often it's been the church that's pushed people away, Jews away from Jesus. And yes, Jews are culpable for rejecting him when he was here. And Jews are culpable for rejecting him today. It'd just be a whole lot better if they knew who they were rejecting or at least have an opportunity to find out about the real Messiah. <clears throat> but, you know, Zionists are terrorists. All Zionists are responsible for pornography in the world. And on and on it goes. These are standard lies that just get rehashed, recycled in new garments for every generation. And, and we're seeing it again, and it's dangerous, and it's ugly. We confronted some of this on, on Rick Wiles, True News, Christian News, some ugly statements. We're still waiting to hear whether he's willing to come on my show. I said, I'll be on his TV show if he'll come on my show. Otherwise, let's have a formal debate. It's been weeks now. We still haven't gotten word, but we will confront this. A new edition of my book, Our Hands Are Stained With Blood, is due out in September. And we've added in some of the more recent forms of anti-Semitism and dangerous aspects of replacement theology in the updated and revised edition. 866-34-TRUTH. Uh, let's go to Vern in Wisconsin. Thanks so much for holding. Welcome to the line of fire. Hi, Dr. Brown. Hello. I am a, uh, I'm a half-Jewish Christian, and my father is a Jewish Christian, and my mother is a Gentile. And I've always been puzzled as to what is considered Jewish in the Jewish world. If you have a Jewish mother, you are considered Jewish. If you have a Jewish father... You are not considered Jewish, and I've actually had discussions with Jews who have told me I'm not a Jew, and a pastor who told me I'm like a Samaritan, and with one person who had a Jewish grandmother on their mother's side who considered herself Jewish, so that one I couldn't quite understand, but I'm just kind of wondering if you could give me some insight into this question. 
Yeah, Vern, it's it's an important question and one that often comes up. Number one, uh, in in the eyes of an Adolf Hitler, if you were even one quarter Jewish, so either grandparent was Jewish, so on either side, a grandparent Jewish, then that would have qualified you as being a Jew and someone to to be killed. So you having a Jewish father would have been considered a Jew by Hitler and would have been killed. You can make an excellent biblical argument that the lineage is traced through the father and therefore one's Jewishness. So being a descendant of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, or someone who converted in and then descends from there would be considered a Jew. You can make a very strong argument for patrilineal descent. Traditional Judaism, using texts from Ezra and Nehemiah, for example, when when the Israelites intermarried and then they had to put away their foreign wives, so the wives left with the children, so they deduced from that that the children weren't considered to be legitimate Israelites because they'd come through the women. Uh, there are other explanations for that, just that the mother is going to be the one, especially in the ancient world, to be raising the children, hence the separation there. But uh, traditional Judaism says that if you are Jewish through your mother's side, you're Jewish. If you're Jewish through your father's side, you're not. I believe the best case that we can make, sir, is to say that if your mother or father are Jewish and you have a Jewish consciousness, in other words, you have been raised with an understanding that you're Jewish, that you are, that it can be either through the mother or the father. It's not something that God addresses definitively. If I had to land one place either or I'd say through the father and and there are other groups Jewish groups like the Karaites that rejected rabbinic authority they also say through the father so in that sense I would just say you're Jewish period and and it could be through the mother according to traditional Judaism according to the father through scripture to me through either with a Jewish identity would qualify one as being Jewish as best I understand It's The Line of Fire with your host, activist, author, international speaker, and theologian, Dr. Michael Brown. Your voice of moral, cultural, and spiritual revolution. Get into The Line of Fire now by calling 866-34-TRUTH. Here again is Dr. Michael Brown. Thanks for joining us, friends, on The Line of Fire. Oh, oh, just grab, uh, there are a few more comments I want to pull up uh, in, in response to the uh, our, our video about Owen Benjamin. So guys, as soon as you have them, just start putting them up on, on the screen and I'll read them as soon as I see them. Uh, Santiago, rot in hell, you false prophet, you hater of God, you Judaizer. Why do you think they got kicked out of 109 countries in the first place? If you get kicked out of 109 supermarkets because they're all racist and hate you, only an idiot would even entertain that. And then it goes on, salvation is by faith alone, salvation. So now he's he's... He's attacking me as, as a Christian. I'm supposed to rot in hell as a false prophet because I'm exposing lies about the Jews. That makes me a Judaizer. All right. I, I'm just, I, all I want you to see is the level of deception people are under, the level of extreme misunderstanding, the, the level of, of even willful blindness. And by the way, if you are a Jew and you do not convert to Christianity and the host country says convert or get out, or you're, a Muslim, you're in a Muslim country and you don't convert to Islam and the host country says convert or get out. That's why Jews have been expelled from country after country. All right, let's go to the next one. This is, friends, just a little sampling. Uh, where's the meltdown? No, no meltdown by Owen Benjamin. 9-11 was Mossad. This, friends, 
You have no idea how many people believe this madness. Oh, and this one from Matthew, I, I'm going to give his name. <laughs> Matthew. This was, I, I, I believe he's serious, but this had to be the best. I mean, the award winner for the most absurd, crazy, completely off the wall comment. Lots of insightful comments disappearing from the thread. In other words, ooh, we're pulling out the good ones. The only ones we pull out if they're profanity or even go further and uglier than these, all right? <clears throat> this leads me to believe, I better say this quietly because I don't want anyone to find out, Michael Brown, it's misspelled my name there, by the way, Michael Brown is probably, Israel, oh, misspelled Israeli there too, probably Israeli intelligence or a Zionist activist and not a true follower of Jesus Christ. All right, guys, I, I, can, can you all keep a secret? Everyone watching, everyone listening, can, can you keep a secret here? I'm, I'm going to lean in real close to, to the mic. It, it's all true. I, I'm actually a Muslim working for Mossad. Yeah, it's, and my last name is not actually Brown. It's green. Yeah, the whole thing is a deception. This is not my real nose. This is not my real mustache. This is not my real voice. The whole thing is one big sham. Yeah, and, and I've been following the sham for 47 plus years. I am so undercover that I'm married undercover and I've been preaching around the world and being rejected for following Jesus for 47 years. And this is, oh, I'm, I'm going to blow it now because my wife, Nancy, doesn't know. We've been married 43 years and our two daughters don't know, and their kids, our four grandkids, they don't know. And my late mom, she didn't know. At least she went to the grave in peace, not knowing that her son was a secret Muslim, Mossad age. Actually, this was out of the womb. It was set up like, this is big. This is really, really big. So Matthew, you nailed it, buddy. You hit the nail on the head. Time for the truth to come out. Oh, <laughs> I, I couldn't resist that. I'm sorry. I just couldn't resist that. Uh, were, any, were there any more comments? Was that the, the last of them? Were, were there any other? I mean, this is just a tiny little sampling of what we pulled up. Uh, uh, here we go. Uh, do you know how many country Jews have been expelled from? If it was, I was expelled from 109 different high schools. Would you think that all those times were because everyone was out to get me? Would you think that maybe I might be causing the issue? If you are a black kid in all white high schools and you're expelled from 109 all white high schools because you're a black kid, no, you don't think, well, there's something wrong with me. You think that's bigotry. That's racism. <clears throat> wow. 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 And uh, let's see. Uh, another one. You missed the entire point. You take a clip from a three-hour podcast to condemn, just like Owen took one verse from the Talmud to prove his point. First, he's a comedian. It goes on and on to try to defend. Listen, I've listened to, to clip after clip after clip after clip. And, and there's no context to change it. I've listened to just a five-minute video or just a 10-minute video. I've listened to enough. You can qualify it on certain levels, but otherwise, someone just posted, that's it. It's five minutes long. That's it. I've watched it, the whole thing, and it's ugly, and it's wrong, and it's indefensible. And a lot of it is fueled by false information. I'm going to address it, and I'm encouraging you to address it as well. Why? Because we, we've watched the same old story repeat itself over and over and over again. 866-34-TRUTH. Um, 
let's see. Okay. Let's, yeah, David Washington, we'll get to you in a moment. But uh, Trey from Oregon, you've been holding the whole show. Th- thanks for your patience. Uh, what's on your mind today, sir? Uh, no problem, Dr. Brown. I appreciate your work. I've got a question somewhat tangentially related to replacement theology about how Jewish theology should or shouldn't inform Christian theology. And I thought you were uniquely positioned to address it as you're a Jewish Christian. So I grew up oneness Pentecostal. Uh, and yeah. On the basis of John 4, 21 through 24, they would argue that Trinitarianism is a failure to let the Jewish conception of God as Unitarian inform our view of the Incarnation, the beauty of Christ, and the nature of God. So I just wondered how you would address that objection from a oneness Pentecostal perspective. Uh, yeah. The, yeah. yeah, so Trey, what, what, I would, what I would say is, number one, we, we start with the Hebrew Bible, not with Judaism, with the Hebrew Bible. And in the Hebrew Bible, we see God's complex unity. We see that he is visible and invisible, that he is transcendent and he is imminent. So starting with the Hebrew Bible, we see that the unseen God can appear in human form. The incarnation just brings this out now to a full and clear level. That's, that's the first thing. The second thing I would say is that within Judaism, there are traditions as well and various understandings that we can lean into that point in the direction of God's complex unity. Not to say that traditional Jews believe this, but that point to God's complex unity as well. So based on that, yes, traditional Judaism rejects the incarnation, but I would say the Hebrew scriptures are the foundation on which we build. It is now confirmed by the witness of the New Testament, and there are Jewish traditions as well that wrestle with some of these aspects of God's transcendence and imminence and and how the invisible eternal creator can interact with a finite world that we can play into. I do this in volume two of answering Jewish objections to Jesus, get into great depth there. You can check out uh, different video lectures we've done and debates on the subject as well. So it's something not true. It's an argument. And the other thing is that there were things that the, the Jewish community saw in part and others that they didn't see. That's why we have the gospel. That's why we're not traditional Jews. Thank you, sir, for the question. Uh, David in Washington, welcome to the line of fire. Hey, Michael, how are you doing, brother? Doing well, thanks. Good. Well, I just, I just wanted to make a comment. Um, I, I got to say, I really love you, and I mean, I really love you, and I really love what you're doing. I really feel like you have brought me to such a profound understanding of uh, Yeshua, the Messiah, as foretold, I what I have been struggling with this. I've got uh, Michael's have been coming into my life, you know, repeatedly in various ways, just showing me the the love of of, uh, of Yeshua particularly. And so I, I wanted, so I wanted to know, okay, what does this mean? What does Messiah mean? So I, so obviously, you know, the only way for me to understand that is to you know look at the prophecies, understand. You know the Old Testament. Understand all of the Old Testament. You know. To, by, by the way, hang, hang on, just just real real, real quick, real yeah. quick, real quick. We got yeah. a minute before the show's out, so if you got a question, yeah. got to get to it. Okay, uh, no, not a question. Just wanted to let you know, let you know that I got your word that you were live chatting. It came through the spirit, and so I wanted to let you know that it came through to me, and that I appreciate you very much, and I love you, brother, and and I hope. We get to meet on the other side happily. All right, great. Well, God bless you, David. I appreciate that. I, I had a, a 
it's, it's all on me. I just had a misunderstanding about what that call was about. Just my misreading of it. And, uh, but thank you, David, for the call. Much appreciated. I thought there was another message that was being sent to me, but that's fine on behalf of someone else, but that's just fine. Hey, hey listen, friends, why not do this? Why not say, you know, I, I don't really know how to sort everything out, but, but I, I want to follow the truth. God, show me the truth wherever it leads. And and listen, if you're watching on Facebook right now, we have a live feed on Facebook, on, on YouTube. If you're watching on Facebook, we are listener supported. We are viewer supported. We are a nonprofit ministry. We we don't have multi-billionaires underwriting broadcasts. It's, it's folks like you watching, listening that stand with us. There's a donate button on Facebook. Right now, as you're watching, as you're listening, click on that donate button, stand with us, and help amplify our voice. There are so many more instructional videos we want to produce. It takes time and effort and energy to do that. There's so many other resources we want to get out and make them absolutely free to as many of you as possible. We have invitations and open doors to expand our radio reach into many other fine stations. All that takes money. So we do our best to bring you the maximum for free, saying stand with us. Help us. Listen, your gift of any size, whether it's $1 or $1,000, goes directly to help us in this work of ministry. It doesn't go in our pockets. It goes to produce more resources and touch more people around the world. And it helps us in particular reach the Jewish people with the good news of Jesus, Yeshua, the Messiah. So click on Donate. Stand with us. Together, we're making a difference.